This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Hello, and welcome to the vertical watering hole on Stargate SG Fun, which is not exactly the name of this podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sarah, and I've never seen the movie Stargate, but at some point, probably when it was on sci-fi, I saw some portion of this TV show. Do not remember it at all. It was a very long time ago. Um, Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm Tori and a uh, big fan of the movie, but never watched the show. So during the pandemocalypse, I decided to uh, comfort watch and Sarah did as well. And so we decided to make a podcast about it. And here we are uh, post pandemocalypse. Uh, well, that remain, s- remains still- to be seen. Yeah, remains to be seen. Thank you for all of you people who aren't vaccinated and re- on purpose. Not the people who can't be, but the people who are just like, I'm not going to do it. It makes you magnetic. First of all, first of all, I wish this vaccine made me magnetic. That would be so cool. That would be pretty fun. Okay, that's that's like banter. We don't do that here. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. I want the 5G, baby. I don't know. Like to just pick it up in your head. Yeah. And carry this dumb phone around. Get rid of this watch. That's right. That's right. Uh... Well, yeah, well, no, yeah, we're here at the vertical watering hole. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're we're still in season one, but we're we're getting there. We're getting close. We're on the we're, we're on are. the tail end. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, today we've got a uh, episode uh, sixteen, Enigma, or if I may, oh. how to ditch your cat for good, <laughs> Schrodinger. I was I I I was thinking of calling it sleepy happy fun time uh, future people. <laughs> uh, teledouches. Uh, like to tell they're dressed like silver teledubbies or something. <laughs> Futuristic baseball the, catchers. Yeah. Dork Rogers in the twentieth century. Uh yeah, so this uh this episode's directed by William Garrity who previously had directed the Broca divide. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Which had, had the Greekish, the Greekish people culture who also show up in this episode. Ah, that explains it. I was delighted. I was delighted that accent men, (laughs) accent, accent men came back. Yeah. 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 He he raises it to, he raises the integrity of the show to a whole nother level. I feel like I'm in the BBC. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, whether this episode or that one was awesome well we already decided about that one (laughs) would you call that which i'm sorry would you call that accent british (laughs) it's trying to be i I would i would say that this one's a little closer i was actually i actually thought it was very games of thrones-ish like the american actors trying to trying to do something there this reminds me this reminds me of the time i went to maine and was trying to imitate a Maine accent but i just sounded like the old man from the Petri- Pepperidge Farm cookie commercials. Pepperidge Farm. And they were like, they're like, you're just doing like an old timey accent. What are you doing? 
<laughs> Not every accent is from Maine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that old saying. That old canard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, canard. <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah we're uh yeah uh, this is his second episode apparently uh when garrity does a lot more stargate uh in the future so yeah we'll be seeing well, I, I will say I, I didn't think the direction was the problem of the broker divide uh no no you're, so, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right you're right there's there's other things to think about uh <laughs> um yeah but anyways we oh 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 shit! Oh my god! Do you hear that? Is that a car alarm? No. No, it's closer and more and more urgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really. Uh, it's giving me tinnitus. Uh, shit! The the mountain's about to blow up. Oh no! Yeah. Tori, we only have twenty four seconds, and the mountain's gonna explode, and we're all gonna be buried alive. Or exploded. So I have to sum up this entire episode in that amount yeah, of time? Yeah, okay, right, it's right. called artificial tension. Are you ready? No. Go! Okay, so they go to this volcano planet and find some fucking dipshits that they take back. Happy Sleepy Fun Time guy is a piece of shit. Apparently the future sucks. But anyway, uh, you know, he want, they want to go back, but they can't go back, so they try to figure out a way to send them back, but they can't or they won't. The the, the Pentagon comes, and they, they want to study them, but they don't want to, so Daniel figures out a hatches a plan to take them back with the shitty knots, and then they do that. We're dead. We all died. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. We were really close. I think that I was close. I mean, I, I partial clap. I had a lot of intro and then I shrunk down the body a lot. You did. <laughs> you did. Just like, just like cool sculpt. Ugh, you shrunk down the body. Barring my extensive summary aside, maybe we should cut it, get a little deeper into Enigma. Well, you know, the first thing I noticed, Tori, was uh, we were not in Vancouver. <laughs> uh no 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 i think uh I, no i think i think the gang the stargate opens up to like another like, planet and is it snowing is uh, that ashes what's going on everything's purple and pink it kind of looked like a 12 year old's volcano science project diorama that that's about the extent of the budget that they had for this no. fucking episode Oh my God, it might be my new medication, but I was like, this is cool. This looks so neat. <laughs> I'm taking well, something that's FDA approved for to decrease autistic irritability. And I don't know, I'm not diagnosed uh, with it yet, but I am notably less irritable and that's the only <laughs> thing it's doing. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yep. So anyway, I thought it was gorgeous. You're like, this is sweet. And I was like, this is Star Trek, the original series. Oh, my God. It was very Star Trek, the original series. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like, mm, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they yeah, they, they come out of the Stargate and then they're in the middle of a caldera for fuck for some reason. You know, it's raining ash. Mm -hmm. They got no mat. They, they got no masks on and do not put any on. Uh, Good point. Even though they're talking about how, oh my God, it's like Pompeii. The people are suffocating before the lava can even reach them. And I'm like, how come you guys are breathing so easy? Yeah, no, they they, they would be like dead within, within a matter of minutes. I'm no volcanologist. But... Oh my God. I wrote down, what the fuck is a volcanologist? Because she was so <laughs> mad when she said it. She turned around to, he was like, 
he was like, Captain, because, um, sorry, MacGyver was like, Captain, how long do these people that we've found that we forgot to mention um, alive, how long, how long do we have before we also are incapacitated? So, and she's like, I'm not a volcanologist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If 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 Carter is like uh, uh, saying your uh, your profession with the with the kind of a like a disdainful sneer, like that mm-hmm. just means the volcanologists are like the real nerds of the intelligentsia. Oh my god! They like because <laughs> she and Jackson are like we're cool, we're super cool, we're super cool, right? <laughs> um, um, we know enough. Oh we know enough to know that we should have masks on. I know. And then the guy next to her, the guy that she's kneeling by, looks like he's fully deceased. Um, and she basically like passes over earlier. Another guy has said something, shoots off a really insensitive line, like another one bites the dust over here. <laughs> like she said something that was very like weird. But anyway, this guy's alive. And even though he passes out for a few seconds, he grabs her wrist when yeah. she goes to touch him. Yeah. And he says, don't save us. Yeah. And I just was like, to paraphrase Maya Angelou, if someone's like, bitch, don't save us, you should just be like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they find a bunch of dead bodies. Like, Teal'c finds one, and uh, he's like, he's like, there is no life here, uh, which is like basically his only line for the entire episode. Teal'c is not in this episode pretty much like right he I mean he's just like an extra yeah. like i think they gave him that line so that he could get something paid yeah. but he's supposed <laughs> to contractually get paid yeah yeah exactly but uh well but they decide to save them anyway right uh, and they and so they yeah they 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 hustle like 10 10 of the people through the gate and they're mm-hmm. they're wearing like uh silver uh baseball catcher uniforms or something like it's oh yes i wrote down that i very much dig their advanced fashion choices um <laughs> that's what buck rogers wears to bed <laughs> yeah they all they all are wearing pajamas uh yeah, yeah. unlike star trek though um like the later the 90s and 2000 star trek shows they're able to make a space jumpsuit that doesn't give moose knuckle <laughs> to everyone. And I was just like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference? No. What were they doing? Who was cutting those, those uniforms, those, those inseams over I, there? I bet Omak had, Omak had moose knuckle. Probably. Yeah. And he deserved it. I hope he had moose knuckle. <laughs> I hope it, and I hope it was like, ah, that like, is starting to really grind. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason his show shitty. He's just preoccupied with his crotch. Right. Like if you had that deep of moose knuckle, you'd be a cranky asshole as well. <laughs> they don't have moose knuckle in the future. <laughs> I know. He should take what I'm taking. Then he would be less irritable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not whatever sleepy time tea he's taking. Oh, but we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, oh, we are. So we they, are. They, they 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 bring they bring the uh, the people in. And Hammond mm-hmm. rolls in, clueless as usual, and he's just like, wait, wait, hey, what, I know, he's what, always sputtering at the beginning. What's going on? Who are these people, Colonel? Who are all these people? <laughs> Even though they've clearly sent people in, like there's guys that come through the Stargate with like stretchers wearing like white uh, military lab uniform, lab worker uniforms. And they, but they've got like their sparkling white coming out of that 
ash fest over there. It's really weird. Anyway, Hammond, so General Hammond's Hammond, just the last to know always. <laughs> yeah. And Hammond's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what did you guys do? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was probably what they did is they just sent for like SG-25. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the they've already lost. The stretchers. They've already <laughs> yeah. lost like ten teams. <laughs> You're sending people into volcanic regions willy nilly. Well, yeah. Well, but then, then uh, cut to Hammond completely changes his uh, his view because he, he's like glad. He's like hell of a rescue operation, boys. You saved ten people. You saved Doctor Fraser. <laughs> Doctor Fraser, who we who we're not paying this week. Yeah says they're all going to make it and they're all human. But but a little little strange that uh, you know they, they've got they've got some strange metal objects on them and uh they can't figure out how they work. They seem to be mm-hmm. highly advanced. Mhm. Mhm. No moving parts. They're like it, they have their own energy source, mm-hmm. but can't figure out how how they're doing it. No. So Jack Jackson's like, you know, he's like, it's possible that they might be more, more involved, evolved than us. And Hammond's like, and I like, I love Bullshit. this. Hammond's like, no fucking way. Well, <laughs> well he was like, like, we have TV. We have fucking basic cable now. <laughs> we have capital the internet. Yeah. Um, we have cordless phones. We have like capital the inter- internet and you can do things like buy airplane tickets and use pine mail. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. You can buy gateway computers and they'll send them right to your house in a cow box. So. Well, he, well, Hammond's like, Hammond's like, we, we, in episode one, uh, we, we determined, or episode two, we determined that we were number one, right? The earth yeah. was the first. We, we figured that out, right? And Jackson, he answers, but there's a pause that he gives beforehand. And I'm mm-hmm. like, thank you, writers, or thank you, uh, Jackson. For, yeah, thank you, Shankso. Yeah, for Shanks for at least like subtly, you know, uh, acknowledging the fact that you guys came up with that answer for no reason, no right? no reason at all. It was it was a rash conclusion that we were the first. First of all, I don't really care for Earth exceptionalism. <laughs> so thank you, Doctor Jackson. Uh, after that, he comes up with a, a different rash conclusion. And he's like, we'd be colonizing space right now if it wasn't for the dark ages. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say about this. Because <laughs> oh, oh. I even I even did research because oh. I was like because well, here's why I did research. Because I happen to know that while Europeans were shitting into the ground, that like <laughs> Asian people and people on the who traded with them on at least on the um, east coast of of Africa had um early rudimentary plumbing systems Mm -hmm. and so i was just like wait the dark ages isn't that just europe what about like everywhere else and so yeah it is it's very eurocentric but not only that the dark ages does not refer to a time where i mean it, it is based around okay i did like that there was a dig at christian fanaticism or zealotry, but, or any religious zealotry. But the thing is, is that the Dark Ages was called the Dark Ages because there was a dearth of written record 
And so it meant dark as in it's dark to us because we don't know much about it. <laughs> Not because it was a dark time. So I just think that Daniel Jackson would fucking know that. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. And to your point, yeah, it's not like the dark ages were ubiquitous to every place on the planet, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, as so as they're as they're talking, they get a message and uh, w- w- one of them is awake. One of the aliens is awake. So they head off to the medical ward and they meet uh, fucking Omak. Boy, I hope fucking Tobin is Bell. his first name. I hope his first name is this fucking. guy fucks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, not in that way. <laughs> fucking Omak. This this fucking guy. I don't. I don't even want to talk about him. Like, I don't either. I'll just say I wrote. What a dick. We're nicer. Earthlings are nicer to quote primitives on TV than this fuckface who's on TV. And I was like, I guess the Dark Ages gave us manners, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You rude motherfucker. God, he's such a dickhead. I mean, but and he, but he does it in such a we, like like disinterest. Like I get what he was going for, like sort of a disinterest. But he's like he's like one part sleepy, one part high, and all parts asshole. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of parts like just thirteen year old. Yeah, and he does that the entire episode, like and the he- entire time. He's toward he's the end. He kind of stops toward the end. He's, he's interacting he with one thing to Daniel. That's some, yeah. somewhat <laughs> toward the end. He was like how the, the staff on Star Trek are to like quote primitives that they meet on other planets where they're like, let me describe it using this stick. All I'm going to say if, if this is the future, like if we just all become like disinterested uh, assholes, I just let's just go back to Orgy Planet, please. Oh yeah, where you only live a hundred days. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and so you're like, we better fuck the the light that burns brightest. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You introduce birth control into that scenario, and I'm there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, and so so yeah, they 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 come and meet him. They well, they all awkwardly. It's like uh, it's like at a party, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Colonel O'Neill, Jack, uh, Sam, Sam Carter, uh, uh, D- Daniel Jackson. Like, like yeah, I, it's I, almost like oh, I'm Teal, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> very, very awkward cocktail party. Yes, <laughs> and he, it, well, and yeah, uh, and o- Omox, like, I'm surprised you know about the Stargate. Yeah, I wouldn't think people dipshits like you would be able to even figure out how the fuck to use it. Yeah, yeah. And he recognizes and he recognizes uh, Tilk as a Jaffa and Hammond's like, oh, you know, you know, oh, oh, crap. Uh, get a pen and paper quick. Let's let's write everything down. But Omak is not interested. He all he tells he tells him his name is Omak because uh, his world is called Tolan. And he and he basically like, yeah, we know about the Gould. We, we don't really we don't care. We don't fucking obviously we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Then he doesn't want to talk anymore. Well, yeah, so, but yeah, he's like, I have no more to say on the matter. Yeah. yeah. So, so they leave. Before they leave, you know, Car- Carter looks over and sees the, the one dude that she saved. Mm. Uh, and because he, he, he's like, he's, he's just, perky. He's like, he's perky. Oh, <laughs> but they don't really say anything quite yet. Nope, but he's very perky compared to Mr. Smug, 
smug butt sleepy pants. Yeah, yeah. He like he's perky compared to that guy, but fuck. Like eager even. <laughs> I said about that guy, I was like, ooh, a 1990s hot white guy. It's all about <laughs> the hair and the chin, because that was before Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson made oh. being bald hot. <laughs> Wait, was that when it happened? Ah oh, shit. So he's a hot 90s white guy named Nareem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they leave and Hammond's like, Carter, monitor the planet. I want those people gone. <laughs> like, he was rude to me. Yeah, fuck get Fuck this guy. Let's can we get him out of here? Hammond ha- like Hammond has no interest in like interrogating them or like. No, he's like, fuck them. They're not going to tell us anything. So get him the fuck out. So Carter's like prepping a sweet mini plane. UAV and and Daniel and Daniel comes in and he's like, yeah, he doesn't really want to talk to any of us, but one of them wants to talk to you, Carter. I do want to say there are special effects coming up that also took up budget. This was 1997, and there's some some walk through walls and walk through people special effects coming up. That's yeah, you cool. know what? I guess that that does make sense. There's a, there is a lot of CGI in this episode, so mm-hmm. that's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this is where like General Daddy's right behind Dr. Jackson and he's like, hey, subordinate female at work, please use this stranger's sexualization of you to <laughs> see if you can find out any information. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> but it's OK because Sam Carter thinks he's hot as fuck. So I guess I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I, or I guess it's just like everyone's there. inappropriate. Well, yeah, so uh, hot 90s guy, his name, yeah, as you say, his name is Nareem. And yeah, you know, th- there's a little bit of doe eyes going on, you know? Mm-hmm. It's actually very high school. It's very cute. Yeah. And well, and Hammond's like, yeah, you know, maybe take him up. Maybe take him up. He wants to like see the surface. Take him up to the. Take like him up. right in front of him. Like she has no out. So as General <laughs> Daddy doesn't know if she's, you know, like like needs to change her underwear over this guy yet or not he's just like and so i'm all like what general daddy pimps out carter on a surface date on nareem's word that he will stay with her and not run away like without even a wardrobe change so he just wears that weird fucking shit in the the hot colorado june sun right and it is the date is short as fuck by the way well and and it's in and they emerge (laughs) Like they emerge in this weird fucking side door that's off of a like chip container into into like the fucking like back alley garbage bin area of the compound. <laughs> so it's it's super the weird. fucking worst. With two people following them, giving them stink eye like two soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Just like don't even try anything. Don't even try to run. And we're listening to you, too. But we're kind of hanging back. But like we're not going to be cool about this. <laughs> And at this point, I feel like Sam Carter is like, I like being the only woman at work. And like, and then Nareem almost tells her some info that sounds like almost like it's foreshadowing they could be dangerous people. But then the two goons following them kind of like step closer, like, I want to hear this too. I'm nosy. And uh, he changes his mind. And Sam's just like, oh, okay. And I would be like, nah, are you a danger? Like, you better tell, no, tell me what you were going to (laughs) say. And she doesn't. So inexplicably, she doesn't. And he ends the date. He doesn't just change the subject. He's like, date's over. 
let's go inside. And she's just like, oh, oh is, is it something I said? She's like sniffing her armpit. She's like <laughs> doing that wit, smelling her hand. Like, <laughs> well, 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 I mean, no, I mean, he, he lays it on pretty thick. He's, he's like, you know, in my, in my home world, we had a, we had an, we had an old fucking story that no one cares about anymore about the Sheremu uh, angels. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. I, when I saw you, uh, with the ash fa- falling upon your golden locks, uh, he's. I thought it was. He's laying it on pretty thick. He's know? laying it on pretty thick because he also indicates that he like it's been a really long time since a single person on his planet believed this shit. Because she's like, we call them angels. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you still believe in them? <laughs> she's like, well, and she's like, oh, like some people some, do. Like, I'm, yeah, like not me. I'm, I'm not 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 I'm, me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a scientist, not a volcanologist, but a scientist. Yeah, I'm not a volcanologist. I don't believe in angels. <laughs> uh, and also, and also, one one little thing that happens is they see an eagle fly by, and and uh, Nareem's like, "Oh wow, you guys have you guys have fucking animals here." Well, first he's like, "It's so funny," because first he's like, "Oh my god, a flying animal," yeah. and then later he's like, "He it, it should have been you realize, oh, any animal." At first, I thought maybe they destroyed their own planet, which is not the case, but. Like, I don't understand that every kind of animal on their planet is dead, but humans aren't as if humans aren't animals and as if humans wouldn't have, while saving themselves, found a way to save like some animals because we like humans like dogs and cats and birds and cheese, you know. Well, yeah, I don't know. They were probably just so disinterested. Oh, right. They were all too smug to save. Yeah. 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 They were like, let's not even save hamsters. They're indoor pets completely. (laughs) But let's just throw all the hamsters outside. No, no, not even the chinchillas. Get them out of here. We don't. Yeah. Fuck chinchillas. (laughs) That cute sand bath they do in that little bowl. We're not in. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Although I will say that that's a good, you know, that's a rare sighting. That was a beautiful bald eagle. That was. Well, especially in 1997. Yeah. (laughs) They're like fucking everywhere now. They're like a goddamn nuisance now. They're like, I can't go anywhere nature-y with my small white dog because they're (laughs) going to like fucking eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my four-year-old niece, she's dead. She's gone. (laughs) She goes outside. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, thumbs up. We did accomplish something good, something environmental. (laughs) And that was um, bringing back bald eagles from the brink of uh of uh of whatever what happened it? in on Toulon extinction <laughs> yeah extinction I was like what's the word um extinction anyway we yeah. digress yeah so uh we cut to they launched the UAV into the gate right because they're trying to find out if they can send these fuckers back because Hammond's like Hammond fuck yeah he's yeah. <laughs> just send them right back through the gate and they can fucking exsanguinate right there next to the gate i don't care <laughs> but well yeah it, it's pretty sweet it flies off of a gun can i just say what's funny is it's a drone but it's like in 1997 so it looks like a model yeah it's a model like world like war ii warplane it's like a high it's like a high tier model airplane yeah the kind that you could like remote like you see people flying in the park oh my god yeah that was the beginning of drones fuck hey we're not to the dis the completely well we're halfway to drone dystopia probably three probably seven eights seven eights i don't know (laughs) 
as soon as one of them like you know comes online that yeah mm-hmm. oh one of them skynets oh yeah yeah well, yeah well so they they send it through o'neill does a, a sweet little like yes yes you know what would have been better if because it's 1997 if o'neill had gone like circled his hand by his fist by his ear and gone because he'd been watching like a lot of like he's been watching a lot of arsenio hall yeah yeah, yeah. and and he's in the dog pound yeah well so it goes through and yeah that it does not look good over there it's not temperatures off the charts Carter's just reading off all the, all all these doomsday temperatures, and O'Neill's like, "Sounds like L.A." Which I was like, "Is is L.A.?" I mean, I know it's like suns always shines there, but is L.A. really known to be super hot? Not until now. Yeah, ninety seven. Not back then. Ninety seven was. Yeah. I think he was just calling L.A. a shithole, which was actually, I think, that was a time that was like around a few years after the movie Colors came out, right? Mm. Can we just say Sean Penn's a dickhead who's been in several questionable movies? If you want. Yeah, and you also beat feel, Madonna. So anyway. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel free. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, so Carter's like, yeah, you know, the lava is coming. It's going to bury the gate in like a day or so. The planet is a no-go zone. They can't go back. Yeah, the gate's like practically inoperable, inoperable as we speak. So they, uh, they cut to... Uh, relaying this information to Omak. Omak, he's still in bed. He tells him a little more. He's like, yeah, we were there to close the gate before we knew the planet was dying. He says something like, nature did what we could not. Uh, oh my God, like I know. He's so pretentious. He's the Sean Penn of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't believe me that Sean Penn's pretentious, go ahead and pick up his book at the library if they carry it. <laughs> yeah, you can't find that book. No, it's nowhere. No. <laughs> it's on the dark it's on the dark web. I hope so. <laughs> can I just say it's also it's like the worst thing on you that you can buy on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing you can buy is a hitman to kill John Penn. <laughs> just kidding, it's LSD. <laughs> Uh, Sean Penn, he's like, yeah, we, we were there to close the gate. We we stayed behind. Uh, we were right. going, everyone else evacuated. We were going to get picked up like that. Yeah, you ass hats kept us from getting picked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, and they you, were like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, because you would have died before your ride got there. So fuck you. We yeah. saved your lives. Admit it. Yeah. Our primitive morality came in and uh, tried to help you help help. And they're like, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's done now. It can't, it can't be, you can't go back. And he's like, well, our new planet, you can't take us back there. It's, it's not in the Stargate system. We need, right. a ship. we need a ship. And Sam's a little like chagrined at, at having to admit that we don't have that yeah, advanced yeah, well, space program. Yeah. Well, we don't have a ship like that. Our spacecraft program is not that advanced. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, 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 How do you guys are losers? His eyes would roll. If yeah. they were not, if his eyelids were, were not filled with Dramamine, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. Yes. Ejected directly into his eyelids. He's been like Botoxed into permanent droopy eye. Like his <laughs> eyelids have completely fallen and dropped. And he's just like, he probably did roll his eyes and we just couldn't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they, no, no one knows what to do. So we cut to a briefing. Colonial O'Neill aptly put is like, yeah, we've been going around. We, you know, we got, 
We made some friends. Everybody likes us. We've you know? been doing a lot of good deeds, <laughs> he says. Um, we should call in some markers. Mar- call in some markers. I've never heard that saying before. Oh, I've heard that saying, but like it's usually like on like military or cop shows because you know this is at this point a military show although it gets a little bit sci-fi this episode which is pretty cool has carter been told by hammond to put out the crudite yet exactly at this point because hammond's like that's a uh thanks uh colonel uh you and teal you go and do that you go around you you go find someone uh and and he's like carter and jackson uh, i'd like you to set up a refugee center in like one of the empty rooms (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Cut to Jackson is nowhere to be seen. And Carter's putting out like bottled water and cherry tomatoes. And <laughs> the, she looks sh- the shitty so buffet mad. spread. And also she looks so angry. And I think she knows how to put out a good spread. I think she's just doing what I did when I started working at Western State <laughs> Hospital. And they expected the social workers on the team to make photocopies of, of patient charts for everybody before like a intake. And I just looked them right. I looked the psychiatrist on my unit in the eye and said, I don't know how to work the copy machine. And he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I looked at him and his face went, she does. And I looked at him and he went, okay, I'll be right back. I have to go make my own copy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I feel like what Carter's doing. She's like, I don't know how to put out a buffet. (laughs) I'm never going to be asked to do this again. Well, I mean, my old thing was like, don't like, they have a whole organization here. They don't have, they're asking SG one to put out some fucking bottled water. (laughs) (laughs) Like what the fuck? Oh, so I love it though wild. because yeah, the Tolans like the Tolans are sort of gathering around it, like looking at the grapes and just and just sort of like not touching it. No one, no one's eating anything from this. Mm-mm. They're just like, Ugh. we're not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you have a, <laughs> unless you have a you know a professional banquet organizer, we're not touching mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, gross. During the lunch hour, Hammond's talking to Omak. Uh, you can have your little doodads back. We, you know, we we, we trust you to uh, we want we're giving back to you in good faith. Right. Okay. And so, like, right. I feel like right before this, there was a commercial cut where, like, not James Spader is like kind of growing on me because he's good at face acting, and he has like a really good soap opera fade out. Oh yeah. Right. Because <laughs> right before this, Omak's like, "So are we prisoners?" <laughs> And, uh, He's like, you know, and he'd been like, no, self-determination is really important to us. And <laughs> we're just trying to, of course you can be involved in the decision of where you go. That's why we're putting out this cruddy crudite. Yeah. But when Hammond said that, I wrote down like, here's your mystery tech. Don't use it to escape you non-prisoners. <laughs> and, <laughs> which they promptly do. Turns out they're walk-through wall machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Also during this lunch hour, Carter goes up to Nareem and and he's like, I don't know how sheets work. Oh. <laughs> and Carter's like, I, I I I can show you. I can show you. He's like, um, our bed situation self-adjusts it's to keep us comfortable. Like the buffet is way better than this. Yeah, like our buffet is way better. And also, I don't know what to do with the accoutrement that you've given me for sleeping. Um, 
Well, yeah, she she's brought she's brought him as she said she would. She brought him some books about animals and also an actual animal. <laughs> I believe her cat because this is a full grown orange male tabby called Schrodinger. What's what? Yeah, what's he what's he doing at this base? You know, she I mean? brings him in a cat carrier. She brings no cat food. She brings no cat box. <laughs> She's just like, here's a cat. I'm not saying my cat is a cat that I had. Well, it's both her cat and not her cat at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he's he's delighted to receive a cat. And I'm like, oh, because he doesn't know about dogs yet. He's going to find out. He's going to find out. He's not going to like what he finds out. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Wait, no, and I actually, you know, uh, to to the show's credit, I do, I uh, Carter's like very quick layman explanation of Schrodinger is, a, mm-hmm. uh, is, is, is actually pretty good. I thought that was like, very good. Like it's super quick and I short, like what, but it's good. But his response is awesome. He's like, oh, like so-and-so's theory. And she goes, oh, you you guys, we call it quantum physics. And he's like, yeah, quick, yeah, cute, we cute. called it whatever. But then we realized how dumb it was. <laughs> Although like, I, do, I, I do, I do like, I do like, uh, Amanda Tat, like Carter really is a nerd. Yeah. And, but it's good. Like she's very excited about talking about it. You can tell. Right. She's more excited about that than flirting. Like she's flirting. And then he <laughs> said, he says that and she's like, wait, you guys have licked quantum mechanics. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> hold the phone. Yeah. Hold this cat. Cool. Yeah. Hold, hold this cat. That is not my cat. This cat is not a problem. This cat doesn't attack you in your sleep. This cat isn't too loud. This cat hasn't destroyed any furniture. <laughs> he's done. He's done some commercials. In yeah. fact, I think I imagine this cat was it Nine Lives or Frisky's uh, Otis or something like that. He was a, Morris. Morris. Yeah, he looks. Morris. Do you think he's Morris the cat? He does the Nine Lives and he does the little uh, kind of Charleston dance because they use a forward right. rewind forward rewind to make it look like he's moving his paw back and forth i mean he's a pretty he's a, he seemed pretty professional so he's a really good actor that cat yeah i mean i was impressed with his soap opera fadeaway face much like daniel jackson's <laughs> i mean michael Shanks. maybe even more <laughs> maybe even more like that cat can like look like look sideways and just like the sense of foreboding Whew. As I as was easy to guess, uh, that cock blocking is most definitely part of his uh, repertoire. Omac rolls over and ends yeah. their conversation by just standing there. And that's why he and Daniel Jackson eventually um, really that, kind of fond because Daniel Jackson is also a major <laughs> cock blocker. It turns out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What can we call him? Like, I want to. What would be like the equivalent of female genitalia? I was gonna be like cooch catcher, like a baseball catcher. It's got a rhyme. It's got a. It's got a. Yeah, it's got. It's got good like alliteration, but still not quite like conceptually obvious. So anyway, you think about that. That's. that's I'll think about that. (laughs) That'll be the whatever you come up with. That'll be the name of the episode. I thought the name of the episode was definitely how to ditch your cat for good. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Cause I'm sure that Sam, you Carter's know, what's funny cat. is that kind of works for both situations. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should be how to ditch your pussy for good. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so uh, we cut to the gangs hanging out just, you know, just, Oh, what are we going to do? Um, and that's cut short because the Tolans fucking escape. Yeah. Like, immediately. 
And it's it's weird because all we did was give them their mystery tech back. Yeah. We we don't know what it does, but please don't leave. But now we can probably conclude that it probably does this. But yeah, but but you know, they find it pretty quick. They're they're outside, they're in the forest. They O'Neill leads a team in there and they find them pretty quickly. They are hella easy to catch, like so easy to catch that I don't even know. But they send dogs after them. Yeah, and I'm I like, guess how, that was a little much. How terrifying must it be to meet German shepherds after only having met a cat? <laughs> and seen an orange male tabby, which is like the <laughs> nicest cat, too. You didn't say there were animals like this. I know. Holy fuck. What else do you have? <laughs> and she's like, oh, that fucking eagle. That scary bitch is a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't cut, trust birds. Cut to Bengal tiger. That's also some for some reason in the, in the compound. Uh, we had, well, no, not just that, but all they had to do is shine a flashlight. It'll catch the you know the reflection. Oh of my the god, I silvery know. shit in the forest. It's easy. Why are they wearing such reflective uniforms? Well, and and so they catch them, and they're just like hanging out, and they're like, "We were merely observing the stars." You're like, hey, what's up? They're like, oh, yeah. we caught you. And they're like, sup, dude. They're so not, they're We're not just having a kegger. Yeah. And O'Neill's like, well, you gotta, well, we, you gotta come back. And he's like, so we are prisoners. At this point, I just wanted O'Neill to be like, yes, yes, you are. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You weren't, but now you are. But now you are. Because you're uncooperative dickholes. We're a little bit primitive, but we tried to save you. We rescued you. We gave you sheets. We gave you that sweet mm -hmm. spread. There was fruit. Like, Hey, you know the irony, Dickalicious, is that you're <laughs> sitting here telling us that our planet can't even handle the knowledge of your existence, and yet, yeah, you're upset that we're containing you. Yeah, I wanted O'Neill to go off, but he, he's, he's still trying to be, like, diplomatic. Fuck face. I know. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't there. So they bring him back in. They can't figure out how they escaped. It's like this big deal in this episode. How did they do it? And it's like, they, right. got, they got those fucking boxes, like put two and two together. I know. Sometimes they're so stupid. Also, take all their shit back away from them. What's funny is they don't take any of their equipment away. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they're just, just like, please, we don't know what you did, but please don't do it again. <laughs> Well, yeah, so they go into the briefing room where, yeah, they've set up a meeting and we and we see Tuplo from the Broken Divide and he's just chilling from the straight from the City of Light. I was so from the, delighted. From the City of Light. I was so fucking happy to see him and hear his weirdo accent again. I was like, yay. And I was also happy they didn't parade a whole bunch of people through. Yeah, it was just him and like his friend. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Who didn't? Who's just like, I'm also here. But like everybody's, but everybody's there. Yeah, like yeah, like Omax. Is Omax, there. Omax like is such a fuck face. He almost destroys like Earth relations with the City of Light. Well, I mean, see, is what's so funny is like I think this accent works because it's like so. Well, no, it's just so it's so like diplomatic. It's it's very slow. He's like he's like it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for letting us be the first come to Earth, and and he's and, and then he's like to Omak, he's like, we would be glad to have you come join us. You are and he's most welcome. Yes, and he's extolling the virtues of their streams that are yes. full of fish. We which have you think fish would excite? It should excite them because they don't have any fish on their stupid fucking planet. 
right? Because fish are animals. And he's like, we got fish, we got fruit. Yeah. <laughs> not we no, got nice people. Not hunter day orgies. I'm sorry. That's a different planet. But we, you know, we get there. We get we come close. You know? you know, what we do have is we have zero incidents of people devolving for like a hundred and six days. Yeah, we didn't have that. Since our last incident of oh, yeah. revolution. <laughs> it's been ten episodes since our last <laughs> incident. <laughs> so we feel pretty safe about that. You think we're primitive now? Holy fuck. <laughs> the irony is you should have seen how we treated the other half of our population when they got sick with this devolution virus. <laughs> we we also called them primitive. That's why we're very offended right now. Because <laughs> Omak is like, they're even, what the fuck? They're even more primitive than you are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just the dichotomy of like, you know, t- uh, Tuplo's being, you know, just very diplomatic and it, it, he's, he's in welcoming him in so graciously. Mm-hmm. And Omak's just like, you have no idea who we are. And it's like, yeah, but I know that you're in need. Yeah. Fucker. It's like, this is un- this is unacceptable. It's what? like you it's it's like that thing where they're like, oh, you're so nice. You must be stupid. Like, who's the primitive one here? I know. I was seeing that, too. Like your EQ is like doesn't even register. <laughs> oh, man. But it's such like an old fashioned sci fi notion that in order to be brilliant, you have to be devoid of like courtesy and emotion. Like you have to be a Vulcan or you have to be fucking yeah. Omak. Whereas like like Doctor Who, Doctor, Doctor Who's uh, the like smartest person in the room, but Doctor Who is also nice as fuck. <laughs> Bit yeah. of a narcissist, but nice as fuck. The non-malignant type of narcissist. Mm. I mean, he, I mean, he, he or she will destroy your life, but <laughs> they'll feel bad about it until they meet someone else. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There was a, there's a season change companion. Yep. I'm, I'm, Suddenly there your, was your contract like, wasn't renewed. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what's funny about Doctor Who is at first you first start watching it and you're like, oh, I'm so jelly. I'd like to be a companion. And then you watch it and you're like, no, that's horrible. I hope I never meet Doctor Who. <laughs> the doctor. So we cut to like Carter uh, hanging out with Nareem and she's like, why is Omax so and he's like obstinate? Uh, that's not the word I would use. No shit. And I was going to ask you. I was at this point was like, I called this like, I said there was a cafeteria standoff and I was like, what I wrote down to actually this, Hey, Tori, <laughs> do you think these other people like Omak? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what these other people think because we never talk to them. We never, they never speak. They, I have no nope. fucking clue. Nareem seem does not like him is my feeling. Uh, yeah. I think he's like, yeah, he's kind of a bore and a dick, mm-hmm. but not me. You know what I mean? Not me. I'm sexy in a, actually, I will say he's sexy in a very like non-aggressive way, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and like a little naive, you know, like, you know, sort yeah. of, sort of, but it, like cool with that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so so Carter asks him that, and he's like, and he, so Nareem tells her a story of the, about they found a similar civilization on a different planet in their solar system. So they gave mm-hmm. them some tech, and they fucked it up within like a year. Yeah, what they did is like they gave them like a little 
device that provi- produces unlimited energy mm-hmm. and they used it to power their weapons and kill each other and it took one fucking day. <laughs> and because that they did that, apparently the apocalypse for them was so bad that it actually shifted the their planet, planet Atolon off, off course. Their orbit is their H- orbit's fucked. Hence the the environmental ruin. Volcanic caldera pit. That's so dumb because like we have enough energy to wipe our planet out with war right now. And wouldn't change the earth one iota. Well, but also like the idea that the only because they were like, oh, they were about at the same stage of development as you guys. And we gave them unlimited energy and it took one day for them to kill each other. And I'm like, dude, for real, because you could <laughs> like we have enough energy. Like it's not like, going, oh, if only we had enough energy to fucking destroy ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like what you gave them was clean energy. But we have enough dirty energy <laughs> to, to super destroy this planet several times over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a dumb fucking premise. Well, and and even even if the premise was sound, like it, like this is how Omak takes it that he's just like, like well, everyone's gonna do that. I better be I a fucking I asshole. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, and it's just like, why isn't Nareem a drag? Because it seems like this was a long time ago. Omak didn't do it himself. I would well maybe not. I I don't know. Like the 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 oh yeah maybe Omak's seems... the guy who's yeah you're right. Maybe Omak's the guy who signed the paperwork. Yeah yeah maybe, yeah maybe he's the person responsible, which would make me think that. He, so he he's just he's just like become he's just desensitized himself to 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 every mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. <laughs> he's got like a weird kind of PTSD. Yeah, he's just he's on a lot of medication. Hence, <laughs> hence, and can again not the one I'm on. <laughs> i feel terrific well so they're trying to figure out what to do and and he's like yeah we, you know we but we can't but our plan you know our new planet is so far away it would take a lifetime for even our ships to get there uh and carter's like well maybe you'd like to you know uh stay. you'd like to stay on earth have you thought about it <laughs> and he's like i have thought about it he, no yeah I'd he, love he, to lays, stick around. he lays it on he's you know if uh, only you know to spend more time with a certain inhabitant she's like, uh, pause for sexual attention and then he goes mm-hmm, of course i mean schrodinger <laughs> <laughs> and, and then carter's pan- panties fall off <laughs> she's like 90s hair you're you got it that was good mine did, and i still can't find it <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, we cut to Omok saying some stupid shit. Uh, he's like, yeah, our leaving, uh, our escaping was just a test. And you guys, you guys failed. You, you failed. Know, you used you, like, force showed and up violence. With, like, right. You brought weapons. You brought those four legged uh, abominations. <laughs> By weapons, we thought he meant the guns, but he meant the, the dogs. Because he's like, I don't know what dogs are. <laughs> and O'Neill almost lays into him at this point almost he's like look man like you're smart enough to understand that we can't entirely trust you yeah you haven't really behaved in a trustworthy cooperative manner yeah yeah like would you trust you (laughs) like how primitive is it that you think we are (laughs) uh and omok's like well the only reason you want us to stay which they don't they've been trying to get rid of them yeah they're like no in no way are we trying to get you to stay Please go. Yeah, but he's like, the only reason is you want to study our tech. Yeah, what the fuck is 
Omak talking about? How come nobody calls him on his bullshit and says, literally, what part of the scenario makes you think we want you to stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the case uh, yet. God. Because we haven't gotten we haven't gotten to the second dipshit of this episode. Oh my god! But we we're about to, right? There. Aren't we there? Oh, we're we're very we're we're close. We're oh, Colonel yeah, Gross. We pretty teeth? much are there. We pretty much are. Colonel there. Gross Teeth and Badface is about to show up. <laughs> well, the gang is watching some video footage, and they do. This is where it's revealed that the Tolans escape by passing through walls with their tech. They can just pass through physical barriers, which Jackson's like. That's scientifically impossible. And Carter's like, are, have you been on this show? Are you, are you, you've been here for the, she does that thing. No, she does that thing that like white people do. If they learn something woke from another person and they get shamed by that person for not having known it. So then they learn it. And then they're around <laughs> a third white person. And that person says something dumb and they're like, and she does that where like <laughs> she had been a little bit like woke shamed for not knowing like technology stuff by Nareem. And so as soon as Dan Jackson, Daniel Jackson's like, nah, like that's scientifically impossible. She's like, <laughs> by our like our rudimentary <laughs> understanding of science, <laughs> you dumbass, <laughs> double dumbass on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So as they're doing this, yeah, the uh, the second dipshit of this episode comes in camera right. Uh, mm, Colonel, you mean Colonel Mayborn? Colonel Harry Mayborn. Oh my God, does her name Harry? Harry, Harry, Harry Mayborn. I, I immediately like because he comes in hot. He's like the cocaine infused antithesis to Omak's sleepy time tea. He comes in like a sexual assault. He is just like, no, like, just like, get fucking no. Like, he looks like bad breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. You know, like, uh, I'm ready to rock. Uh, he has a little little sparring match with O'Neal, which I thought was oh, pretty good. I loved it. I actually wrote down that something I love about O'Neal is he always uses sarcasm to win. So he uses sarcasm uh to like launch an offense at the other guy and when the other guy comes back with successful defense he then uses sarcasm to be like you suck yeah, like, yeah. he can he cannot lose with sarcasm and i'm like he is so like gen x fierce even though he's like not gen x <laughs> we, well yeah well we, we learned that mayborn has replaced the other shitty Colonel yeah. Kennedy from like episode Kennedy. three or four or something like that. So basically he looks almost just like Colonel Kennedy, but more like bad, like hot, bad breath. And I think what happened was they just couldn't get that actor back. Probably. Oh yeah. Maybe they're like, let's just get a guy who's just like him. But yeah. No. They, yeah. They have, they have a little Colonel, the Colonel sparring match. They, they're the same rank, right? Colonel. Yeah. They're yeah. both colonels. And, and yeah, he's like, you know what? Uh, yeah. We, we're going to take the Tolans. Right. And for once, fucking finally, General Daddy, no, for twice, because I think I said this last, General Daddy's finding his footing. Like, is he like the new general? Because he's got a couple stars, but he like, he pulls motherfucking rank. Oh, no, it, it's real. It's really it's fucking sweet. cool, too. Like, because he's like, um, why don't you have the airmen outside the door escort you to guest quarters? He's like, no, thanks. And he's like, wasn't a suggestion, Colonel. No, yeah, yeah. It was an order colonel yeah it was pretty fucking awesome it was pretty sweet i mean 
Except for like, because he's all talking shit about how like I talk directly to the president and Colonel Daddy's like, I talk directly to the president. Yeah, like, oh, you ooh. know, oh, you know, proxy Clinton. Me like too. big. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I know Trisha, too. Yeah, we're also like friends. big. Wow. With your cousin, Jerry. <laughs> from Marie and Michelle. Well, and well, and, Dan, and Daniel Barry, has a, your cousin, Barry. Daniel has a good little outburst, too. Yeah, we you know, that that goes against all like codes on like every planet or something oh right because they're like they have right because because um o'neill's like they have rights and mayborn's like under what jurisdiction and jackson's like how about basic human (laughs) i'm pretty good good point yeah hammond talks to the clinton proxy and he's like yeah mayborn can take them like the next day and da- yeah daniel's pissed and his second outburst is like i get the fucking like intelligence Pentagon agencies, but and the intelligence the, agents the president i voted for him and i voted for him <laughs> and i was like oh if you think you're gonna be like disenchanted by the president you voted for just just wait <laughs> <laughs> just wait 50 year old daniel jackson maybe even living on a different planet at this point i don't know right and i'm sorry i'm just gonna say like no matter what side you're on your disappointment will get worse (laughs) (laughs) your disappointment in the motherfucker that you're whose proxy you're disappointed in is going to get much worse so yeah maybe maybe jackson in like 2017 comes back to earth just to like say what's up and he's like the president is who what now? And then just and then just turns around, and goes right back to the through the gate. That's when he goes. He's like, I didn't know the gates did interdimensional travel. Anyway, I'm out because <laughs> this can't be my dimension. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I, the darkest timeline. Is that that was that is that where? Yeah, I, the darkest timeline. Are? And and to be honest, like we all live like we're just like in a little like sun pocket that comes out on a dark, heavy, cloudy day. Because that wait, might be all this is. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I mean, it's probably gonna get dark again, or maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're in the eye of the Cheers. storm. We're in the eye. Yes, of the storm right we're now. in the eye of the storm, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, so so they got to do it like by tomorrow morning. Uh, they got to got to hand him over. So we cut to outside in in the same shitty parking lot. That, that like they had they, they had their their date in uh oh yeah hammond yeah, comes yeah. out and the gang has hashed a plan yeah and for some reason they have to talk about it like right outside the place like why aren't they having beers at hammond's house we've seen hammond's house he could just like have them over where there's got to be like it's not like it's more secure standing right outside the building than in hammond's office like right next to the recycle bins yeah like what the fuck and they're basically like you know on the dl we were thinking that we can't be court court martialed as accessories if we just have the civilian do it yeah which which i mean i guess on its face it it is sound but uh, i mean it makes sense but it's like yeah but there's a lot more that they can like he daniel's not just going to get off scot-free well, and also, does it make sense? And also, how come Teal's not involved? Like you said, he's not in this episode. He's there, but he's yeah. not there. He's also not in the military. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, so they're hatching a scheme and we don't know what it is yet. 
I mean, it's barely, it's barely a s- scheme. Yeah. D- Daniel's cooking something up. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's basically like, oh, actually we have a solid plan. That's the same plan we've had the whole time. It's just that now we're not allowed to do that plan. The only thing is I don't have the technology to do that plan, but I bet these advanced motherfuckers do. So it's really the same plan it's always been, but it took me a long time to think of the knocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah that's, yeah. that's what all this is. It's like, it took us a whole episode to remember the knocks, the <laughs> other more advanced than us. Species. How could you forget the fucking knocks? I know Quark's in that. I was very disappointed he didn't. I very disappointed he's not in this. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert: Quark's not the one who picks them up. They couldn't. They couldn't afford him for the. <laughs> yeah, Quark from DS Nine. In case you don't know. Wait. Well, yeah, yeah. We we cut to Daniel explaining this, and he's like, "Look, you you didn't like you didn't like Tuplo's offer, so yeah, you want you want to go to like a higher civilization or whatever. Well, the Knox, I think they're even higher than you." Uh, they're like you, but much more polite. <laughs> they, yeah, they called us young, not primitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't even know they were advanced for a long time because of the way they dress. <laughs> yeah, they got a very hippie vibe to them, but don't mm-hmm. let that fool you. Yeah, they're you're gonna ruin their civilization as well. So whatever. That silver reflective shit you're wearing not gonna work on that planet, but you'll figure that out. You'll figure that out when you get there. So yeah, and Daniel's like, well, look, I got, I got the, I got the coordinates to their system, and and Omok's like, well, take me outside, and I can, fi- you know, I can do something to like figure that and out. And Omok is finally being cool because he's like, actually, I do have people who might be more advanced than you, and he's like, okay, I'm excited by that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his eyelids go up about a millimeter, so yeah, yeah, we'll and he his voice we'll softens considerably. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And suddenly he's like, I'm talking to my favorite child instead of like, I'm talking to my least favorite child. <laughs> yeah, Daniel basically becomes everyone's favorite kid in this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, except for Noreen, whose favorite kid is Sam Carter. Gross. Well, yeah, well, so Omox, but Daniel's like, but I have to go with you. Like, I can't just let you do whatever you're going to do. And so Omox's like, all right, well, come on, come on, kid. He grabs his hand. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, come on, child. And uh, they go through the wall to do the thing. And then they go out at night uh, into the forest and he does a little thing with his little box tech and mm-hmm. shoots a laser up into the sky at the coordinates. There's and a it, message. Yeah. yeah. And, and, da- and Daniel's like, well, hey, like, I mean, look, I, I'm no volcanologist, but <laughs> wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, isn't it going to take like several thousand years for that, that beam of light to, to hit them? And, and Omak's like, what? Why? Yeah, well, okay, so uh, yeah, he uh sleepy time shit stain grabs a branch. <laughs> and 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 he's and he's like, you know, you think the two ends are far apart. And but then he folds, folds the ends together. And he's like, but when you do this, then he's like then the, then they're close. And Daniel's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of this in like one college course I was half awake for. Uh Einstein. Yeah, 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 folding space." And, and he's like, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. He says, he says no right after folding a fucking branch as a symbolic representation. And he's like, oh, like folding space. And I was like, no, you wouldn't understand. No, it's more, it's bending a branch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's bending. I made a circle of it. I didn't fold it like laundry. Dumb. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
I didn't fold I it just, like those sheets. Feel... I didn't fold it like those sheets that like really like flummoxed us earlier. Yeah, this. like I got so tangled in those. I do not understand. But it turns out I like having something on me while I'm sleeping. Like it's really calming. It's not just about temperature. We might bring. We might bring this to our new planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait till you guys uh, advance a little bit further and invent weighted blankets. <laughs> maybe I. Maybe I missed it when like the, like later when they're leaving. Like several of them have like armfuls of like fitted Blankets. sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So we, uh, we cut to uh, Nareem visiting Carter and he's like, I want to say goodbye. But first I want to say some like really bizarre condescending shit to you that you're going to be like, that's lovely. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, I don't even understand that. Beautiful, and he's like, "That's just what it means." And she's like, "Oh, but it was really some condescending shit." It was like on Friends when Monica was waitressing at that like fifties themed restaurant where she had to wear a poodle skirt, and she was dating a guy who wrote a poem about her called "The Empty Vessel," <laughs> and that I felt like was the kind of compliment. Holy shit. I know. And she is the only one who didn't get it. And uh, it had to be explained to her, which made it worse. But like, um, I feel like that's Nareem's compliment to Sam at this point is very much like he wrote her the poem Empty Vessel. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about you a lot. And she's like, you'll, you'll forget about me in a heartbeat. I know, which was really weird because that is a very Southern phrase. And she's you not get about me in a heartbeat. And well, and he's like, well, look, you know, maybe I, I can give you something to remember him by or something. And so he gets his shitty 90s sci-fi prop. And he's like, this is an emotion recording device. Check it out. Uh, just pr- uh, oh, press, press the button. Press. There you press go. The red triangle. There's uh, a green triangle and a yellow triangle. What do those do? <laughs> maybe those are the recording buttons. Record, playback. What? Here's what I think. <laughs> I think green button plays all the emotions that you feel about somebody. I don't know what yellow does, but red only gives the positive emotions you feel about somebody. <laughs> um, well, then their color coding is a little different than ours, but that's fine. Yep, I agree. But uh, but yeah, no, she plays it and 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 Amanda tapping, you know, she gets I, you know, like, I wonder what was in there. She gets a little flushed, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, oh, like <laughs> about Amanda tapping. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I f- think I've noticed that in episodes like they do her makeup differently in episodes where she's supposed to be the hotness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They give her like sexier eyeliner. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she plays and she's like, oh, <laughs> Her fourth pair of panties falls down, uh, disintegrates. <laughs> She's like, well, fuck, dude. I'm going to have to go steal some of Teal's underwear. I'll use this later. Because uh, I only bring three extra pairs to work with me. Well, so, yeah. So they he, they do that. And then uh, he's like, we, <laughs> so we have a custom to say goodbye in a way that isn't goodbye. And then just gives her a kiss. Or, yeah. And then they touch lips. And she's like, we have that custom too. And then they really, and then they, yeah, they keep going. They're, they're into it. And, and then, then cock blocker McGee comes in. The chooch stopper <laughs> walks ba- right that in. That barely and- narrows it down. It's Daniel. Daniel's yeah. the one this time that barges in. And, but he has a good line. He comes in and he's like, whoops. 
Yeah, he is. That's pretty the good. The Chooch Chooker? I don't know. We'll the Chooch. Anyway, now that I'm here. I, the official <laughs> business. Yeah. Actually, I need you, Sam Carter. Sorry. Uh, like, I can't even give you, like, five minutes. He's like, I know fratronizing with aliens, believe me, is yeah, fun. Oh, my God. Believe me, because not only am I married to one, but so far, I think I've fucked at least two of them. But, you know, cheers. In fact, I'm going back. I'm going back with Tuplo to his planet here in a bit. Right. Uh, and one time it might have been it might have been rape because I had devolved. And I believe and that that was the episode where I normalized rape. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I imagine what was on that on that re- motion recording device. Like he did it in like the bathroom. Oh, yeah. He probably like totally popped some boners while he was wearing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Nareem leaves, and we cut to uh, Mayborn saying some stupid shit, and a soldier comes in and is like, yeah, the Tolans are gone again. Like, they they phased right through my ass. And he turns around and he, like, starts trying to yell at the Stargate crew, and they're like, how the, we don't know. By the way, General Daddy deserves an Oscar. He acts surprised and outraged, and he's not, he's a general, not an actor. I mean, he's an actor playing a general who's not an actor, but really the general's not meant to be an actor, and his ability to be oh. like, I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does a good job. The character does a good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and the Stargate starts activating at this point, and so mm-hmm. they get to the control room, and they're like, open, open, everything's doing it by its own. Open it's, the blast doors, motherfucker. Blast doors, open the blast doors. And they're like, the iris is failing. Yeah, the butthole is opening of its own accord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's the butthole is prolapsing. <laughs> and yeah, it opens up, and, and the, the Tolans are out there, and Daniel's like hanging with them, and uh, so yeah, Mayburn yells at them through the intercom but hey mr jackson what hey get him back here don't go anywhere this is a court martialable offense oh and and then and, and then i i enjoy this i i enjoy uh michael shank because daniel gives him the i can't hear you sign that's pretty good that's pretty good. yeah he's growing on me despite i just have to forget about that other episode that we just talked about so the Stargate opens and uh, Anox appears, Laia, uh, from whatever episode that was. Uh, right, because they probably couldn't get Quark. No, I could I could only imagine that they couldn't. And Mayborn's like, stop them. And so the soldiers in like the gate room that raise their guns. And Laia's like She's like, lame. Yeah. And so she just sort of says, come, and they all kind of just Dis- they uh disapparate into you know they're just gone until until only daniel jackson standing there yeah although although well he does have his little thing with omok where omok's like you know you know uh you know perhaps i was you guys you're you're growing up kid you know maybe we might meet again and i was like i sure fucking hope not oh yeah i, hope I don't want to see this guy ever again I, i'm sure i'll come back in season four or something Plus, I think he left Sam Carter the um, orgasm art band, so she doesn't really need him to come back either. <laughs> uh, well, and also, well, let's just point out, like, Nareem takes Schrodinger the cat with them, and I'm just like... Because you know why he does? Because Sam says, don't forget Schrodinger. She really does not. Which is why I was like... She's just pawning her fucking cat. She doesn't give a shit about Nareem. 
Well, and I was like, yeah, they're just going to take one cat back with them. Like, what? what's the point of this? He's going to die alone by himself. They can't reproduce. They got to take it through customs. They got to take it through customs. Why are you going to act like house cats like other house cats? <laughs> Some do. <laughs> well, yeah, no, there's this thing where like, Lia, like when they're pointing guns, she's, she's like, you haven't learned. And Daniel's like, yeah, you're right. And she's like, but not you, kiddo. But you're you, you, you're learning. You're learning, young man. And and at the end, it's really um, they're kind of like gently celebrating because they're supposed to be acting like what? It's all cool. <laughs> and Colonel O'Neill says to Daniel, the very young do not always do what they're told, which is what the Knox say to them. Because <laughs> we because oh, because I think we forgot to say that when Mayborn was like. I'll court martial you. And they're like, you can't. He's a civvy. Then then he was like, okay, well, I'll take you off this fucking program and prosecute you anyway. And then O'Neill's like, okay, well, you can't court martial a civilian and good luck finding a civilian court to deal with this fucking shit. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, man, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe that. Yeah. He's like, what are you going to charge him with? And I'm like, um, you naive writers from they're going to black site his ass. What does that mean? For the CIA black site? Yeah. Like Gitmo, but um, nobody knows about it. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that, that, that Mayborn is able to do. But maybe, but all, although maybe it's like, maybe it's this, a whole nother thing where it's like, he, if he wants to do that, he have to talk to the president again because mm-hmm. General Hammond would be like, no, like it would be this whole process. So maybe he just decides that it's not worth it. Maybe they just skip all the episodes where... Daniel has General to go Daddy to is trying to save his job. <laughs> yeah, Mayborn just leaves silently in a huff. Yeah, and he's like, I lost, I lost, I'm going to go home. And that's the end. Of, that's the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, Tori. Yeah. I was just wondering if you found this episode comforting. Mm, God, you know, I probably not. I I was just I was yelling at Omak the entire time too much to say I was like comforted at the time, but, uh, at, at, at the same time, you know, I, there was some good parts to it. You know, I thought Jackson got to do some fun stuff in it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I would say, uh, at the time, no, in hindsight. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Oh, hell yeah. I found this totally comforting. Okay. I liked the the message of like anti exceptionalism, and I liked the self determination, and you know, um, it's always I I feel like the idea of being the smartest person in the room is terrifying because I know oh, where yeah? my deficits are. <laughs> and I would I always want there to be somebody smarter than me in the room. <laughs> like you got to be smart enough to know that there should be someone smarter than you in the room. <laughs> so totally totally sweet. Totally found this episode comforting. Liked liked everyone everyone I'm supposed to like, I liked. Everyone I wasn't supposed to like, I didn't like. Oh my god, it's like Schrodinger's smart man. <laughs> Yeah. So no, it's a different paradox. If you if you are the smartest person in the room, you're smart enough to never like grant you that fact that there's always the possibility that someone else is. So you can never be the smartest person in the room, even when you are. Wow. <laughs> so it's about relativity. There you go. Ish. But also not just okay. 
Hey, Tori, I have a less complicated question for you. A less complicated question. Okay. Yeah. Did you find a yeah, I'd like to be this character, a meh, either way, or in a neh, no fucking way do I want to be that that person? Mm. Uh, no, yeah, these ones are pretty easy. Uh, my yeah would be Daniel. Uh, I think he kicked ass in this episode. I think Michael Shanks is finally like doing something, Word. you know? Yeah, uh, totally. or the writers are letting him do something, you know, like, uh, uh, and so I like that. I bet it just took him a cut few, uh, uh, um, almost a whole season to not be intimidated by the fact that he took over a role from James Spader. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe he was like a super MacGyver fan and just, just oh, yeah, for a long yeah. time, you know, that, that makes sense. My nah, who I would not like to be, it, obviously it's Omak. Uh, Mayborn is a close second. But I think they're mm -hmm. kind of the same. They're, they're like they're like two opposing poles, you know. But I, I mean, I hate them both for the same reason. They're because they're just insufferable, and they're insufferable to watch. Right. So Omak is just Claiborne, but in a bad situation, who needs help? Like that's yeah. what Claiborne would be if he needed help. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, some people are awful. And my meh uh, would be the uh, the side door parking lot. Uh, where Sam and Reem have their it play gets date. a lot of action. It gets a lot of that, and I'm like, is this, is this, yeah, we we haven't, is this where they do all the, is, is this the, is this the smoking room? Like, is this the where all the smokers go <laughs> and hang out on the gravel pit? Yeah, so there's like, those weird ashtrays that are skinny at the top that you a little tube that you oh, put your cigarette in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like a big base. I, I think I saw bottom. one of those. Yeah. 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 Unpruned <laughs> bushes, you know. Solid choices, Tori. Mm. Yeah. What is your yeah, nah, and meh? Well, my yeah is Sam because Sam is fully an adult who gets to have a high school level of butterflies romance. Like who as an adult gets to have a fully high school romance? It's really like we all would like to recapture that, but while being an adult. So good for her. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the pinnacle of this romance is like, is kissing. So it's almost like very much like your like tween kind of early adolescent fantasy of romance. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. My ne is Colonel Mayborn. Mm -hmm. What a tool. How did that person get on TV in the late 90s with those fucking teeth? That guy looks like bad breath. <laughs> and it's not even his teeth it's his fucking face which is terrible because as i'm saying this i'm like that's not just a character that's a real fucking human so i'm sorry <laughs> hey they had a makeup crew that's true he's probably made it yeah it was all I mean, very very look i'm sorry for being so lookist <laughs> i genuinely am i'm flawed um my meh I was going to go with Schrodinger and then right as I was writing it down, right as I was writing that down, they went to the, the room that has the blast doors that overlooks the iris, yeah. the room from which Sam Carter did the countdown to launch the probe. Yeah. That looked like a, a model plane. There's a guy that's always in there that wears like wire rim glasses. He's sort of a thin tight petite gentleman with brown and graying hair and i'm like chevron chevron five 
Yeah. Locked in place. Why wouldn't I want to be that guy? Oh, rarely in danger. Sometimes in on the action when the action comes to home because we're low on budget and we have to do an episode set in the mountains. But like doesn't really have to go anywhere, but is still part of soup. Like he's still in the know about something exclusive. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, he's probably highly skilled in, in, yeah. in this particular thing. Probably has good bennies. Yeah. Probably gets invited, invited to the barbecues with everybody. Yeah, it's probably a, a sweet nine to fiver. Yeah. Um, probably paid accommodation. Has, yeah. Unfortunately has to deal with, you know, signing birthday cards that go around the office <laughs> and like, will you pitch in $10? Cause somebody's having another baby. But he, but he, but he's okay with it because every, every, you know, after work, he gets to go home to, you know, his, his family or his world of Warcraft guild, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. He's got, I like, that looks like a guy who knows what his interests are and his interests do not change. So he's always got something stable <laughs> in his life. And it's probably exactly how he wants it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that was our episode. What, what do we that? got? What do we got cooking for next week? Episode 17, Fuck. which is called solitudes. And as always, the first IMDb description is the one we're going with. Following a Stargate technical defect, O'Neill and Carter are stranded next to a Stargate in a cave on an icy wasteland, O'Neill is severely wounded and both are freezing. Will the SGC find and rescue them in time? I don't know. But I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you what, Netflix went right in, goes right into that next episode. Yeah. And it had a pretty exciting start. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Cool. Cool. All right. The freezing situations always, always a lot, especially <laughs> given how unprepared they are. Thinking about what they usually wear. I wonder if they wore like ice uniforms or if they're just wearing their regular. Oh my God. Are they going to, are they going to like get together? You know? Oh my God. Are they going to hook up? Cause I feel like she's a better match with Jackson. Yeah. But she might be rebounding off Nareem and then they're put into the situation. Commercial. Oh, oh, right. Okay, so let's say we have advertisers. Cool, it's over. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. Thanks, Crown Royal. Thanks, Broads. Yeah. Thanks. Anything. Stitch fix. <laughs> Quip. Literally anything. Yeah. Um, itchy Thanks. condoms. Thanks, we... Dogecoin. I'm now broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm now dig digitally way. broke. <laughs> yep. We'll chill anything. Um, once. Anyway, so now if you stuck around, lucky you, you get to hear our segment called Get to Know Your Host. Tori. Yeah. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, I wanted to be a writer for the longest time. Dope. As a child. Uh, yeah. I started writing when I was like seven. Very cool. I wrote a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was like, I was heavily into it uh, until 
uh, I got a girlfriend, and then that stopped. Nice. Like indefinitely. <laughs> when I was nine years old, I pulled out a legal pad, a legal a legal pad, a pencil, and laid down on my laid on my stomach on the living room sofa, propped up on my arms, and was like, "All right, let's go." I'm going to be known as the youngest person to ever complete a novel. I, I did the same thing. <laughs> I had the same thought. And then I just laid there going, how does novel work? Which is the same thing that happened when I thought about writing a novel every other age in my life until I took a class. And now I know how to write a novel. And guess what? I still haven't done write a novel. I've taken multiple classes on story structure. Oh, shit. You know what? I think what? it might not just be that like I, I, my interest, my interest in girls supplanted my interest in writing. It also might've been the fact because I'm so petty that when, uh, I re- f- finally learned about the outsiders and that the author was like, what, like 15 or 16, mm-hmm. something like that. Then I was like, Oh, somebody already did it. Never mind. Oh my God. <laughs> me too. <laughs> wow. I am that petty. I am that me petty. Too. I was like, what's the point? And like when I didn't do it at nine, then I got older and realized somebody had done it already at my age. I was like, well, fuck it. No, yeah. I guess I'll take, I'll just, I'll just get a shitty job. Look, I, look, I did that with boy. I did that with the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Like I, I, I was in Cub Scouts and, uh, was about to be the, I was, I was, I was revving up to be the first, uh, Cub in my pack to get the, uh, to, to go on to Boy Scouts. Uh, and, and then some like, shitty motherfucker came in his dad was a boy scout troop and he went and got all his badges super quick and then was able to like do all the requisites like go on a boy scout excursion which i which they kept like uh uh putting off for me so i never got to do it fucking that boy scout privilege is what you're telling me about that motherfucker had that boy scout privilege yeah yeah and so the end of the year and ruined your life and i couldn't get it and so he he graduated before me and so i quit yep that's what i would have done too oh my god wow who knew we had such like a deep a deep commonality between us <laughs> also i'm not the first fuck you <laughs> i'm not doing it i'm not even gonna try you anymore stole that from me i'm done i wanted to be a um, a triple threat i wanted to be a singer mm a dancer and an mm. actor, which mm. is hilarious because I cannot sing. I don't believe I can dance. I've been complimented on my dancing, but I feel I, no matter how many times that happens, I'm like, well, that's just a, a like a fluke. And then, um, I, I mean, literally like when I was on drill team in junior high, there was like a, when we like marched out to do our dance routine, there was a turn. And my dad came and videotaped it one day and I saw that everybody else was turning one direction. And so it wasn't even a full turn, but I was doing like a turn and a half because I was turning the other way. So like, (laughs) I definitely couldn't have been a dancer. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. Actor, I think I could have done, but my dad, here's what my dad said to me. I was also nine at this point. And I said, I wanted to be an actress when I grew up. And my dad said, a lot of starving actresses on the street. Yeah. And so I, then I fantasized about doing it anyway, so that I could be on the tonight show with Johnny Carson 
And he would ask that question they often ask, which was like, so have your parents always been really supportive? And the actors would always be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, my parents were so supportive. I'm so lucky. And I would just look at the camera dead eyed straight and go, no. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've, I've had those <laughs> fantasies as well. Wow. Probably the best part of this episode for people listening. So I hope you stuck around. We've re- we have we have truly learned something today about each other. It makes me regret that I've I've bought a card game to replace this card game a little bit. We had some <laughs> we had some duds, so I've bought like a would you rather style game. But maybe I'll keep well, that one in the just, back just, pocket. Yeah, we'll just you just hop frog them, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Sincerely. Yeah. yeah if you want to. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you have any comments or anything, you know, you, you can go to uh, our website is the seven symbol.com uh, or you can email us at the vertical watering hole at gmail.com or we have a we have a we have a number. If you want to leave us a voicemail. Yeah. But remember, a, tell us if you were comforted. We reserve the right to play your voicemail oh, on our program. Nice. Tim, 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 Tim. It's yeah, because no one's ever done that before. No. It is four two five six one zero six five five four, because there were no two oh sixes available and there were no two five threes available. So we took a four two five instead of waiting for an old woman to die in her apartment, like on Seinfeld. To get a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, we digitally uh, live in Everett or the shitty East Side. So, yeah, sorry about that. But. So. But we're cool. No, we live in the city. Yeah, we're cool. Cool, to point that out. So if you really like this, don't bother with any of the contact formats we just gave you. Go straight to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Because we would like to make some money. (laughs) Yeah, we want to see those numbers go up. Psych, we just want to comfort more people. This is is just... um, purely to spread goodness in the world that's why right that's right let's just say that's true consider this our orgasm recording machine yeah. our orgasm armband i <laughs> i hope that this show doesn't give anyone orgasms or you know what i hope it does Relax, Motherfucker, slow down now. if you were able to have an orgasm while listening to this show you're welcome you're, yeah you're doing something right yeah <laughs> doing something righter than i'm doing kudos all right. Well, uh, thanks everybody, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week at the Vertical Watering Hole. Bye bye.